Hello everyone, it's Graham with another My Music. I promised you a full day of music interviews today. You've had it. You've had your warm-up acts and now get ready for the main headlining event. Okay, I'm going to be speaking music with the Sherlock's after this little video from our sponsor. Thank you for joining me, sir. Where are you coming from? Coming from Bolton on Dern, which is uh, how many miles it is outside Sheffield. Not a lot, a few miles just outside the main bit of Sheffield. So you're you're at home today, a, a yeah. day off. Day off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining me on your day off. Um, is- you're busy. You're all busy lads at the moment with yeah, with this I mean- with this new uh, album. About to about to come and see us all in in August. Uh, a tour planned, and and a single that's at the moment taking everybody by storm, which is fantastic. Are you pleased with the reception of Sirens? I'm buzzing, mate. Yeah, um, it's one of them. To be honest, when when you write a, when you write a tune, you never. We've had some songs where I think they're going to do well, and they just they go down pretty well. But like, it's just another tune, and then you have some songs where. Uh, they catch you by surprise. Sirens, to be honest, were a tune. <laughs> Fingers crossed, I were hoping it, it'd go down well. I, we all, when we were in studio, we felt it were really strong, which is why we put it out first, to be honest. We thought, <clears throat> this is definitely a strong single from, from our opinion. And then it's only until you release it and start seeing reaction, that's when you really know. And uh, as you said, it's gone down an absolute storm. I think Spotify have just added it to New Music Friday playlist and... Uh, yeah, everyone's buzzing with it, so really happy. It's got a it's got a bit of grit to it, isn't it? As a as a song. I think that's what's captured people. Um and I you know, just looking at the the guitar scene at the moment, which is which is brilliant in the UK. Um I think people are, are kind of ready for ready I think people are a little bit angry, uh, actually, in general out there. And I think anything that, that you know allows people to let off steam a little bit is good. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel making it? As you said, uh, angry. <laughs> no, not not so much angry. Just um, the the tune always. I can't remember how the, the idea. Each song starts with an idea, and I think with this one, I, I think it was the pre-chorus that came before everything. To be fair, the you're not ready for this, yeah. and then I just started playing with that idea, thinking it'd be good. Very rarely do I do this, but this is a song where I almost based it on how it would sound live when I were writing it. So like I thought that'd be that'd be sick to have like that line as a as a bit of a hook in a chorus. I, I, I thought that would be the cor- like build a chorus around that to be honest. Yeah. And then it turned into the pre-chorus and um yeah, it's always good, isn't it? Life. When you get that kind of build up, and then there's the drop. There's kind. Of, it's almost if you if you look at it in like house music terms, it's the, it's that bit where 
just before the drop. <laughs> There's that kind yeah. of build to the drop. And that's that's the, that's that bit in this song. There's that kind of build to the drop. And then it's like, and now's the chorus. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I think to do that, you've got to, you can't just, you can't just have it at 10 or even nine and then like build it to 10 because the impact, it, you've almost got to drop it down to four and then just go boosh, so like dropping bass out and dropping everything out basically apart from a one guitar and drums and yeah, we had a lot of fun making it to be honest and like I said, we were praying that Sirens had good on as well as it is doing and it's it's exceeding that to be honest like as soon as we re we uh, started releasing snippets of the teaser and that you could tell it we're gonna it we're gonna catch fire and people are just all over it at the minute so now i want to talk about i want to talk about this as well i'm going to bring this up on screen so we can all see it so uh this is this is where you can if you go to the sherlock's website at the moment you can pre-order the album and this is the complete bundle in here and I have to tell you this, over <laughs> over the weekend when I was discussing this with a friend, see, when I first saw that on the yellow, I just saw the two people, yeah. right? And then it wasn't until I saw it on the black, I went, oh, that's a hand. <laughs> yeah. I, was bit, I was being a bit slow, all right? But what a fantastic image. And I reckon, I reckon that, that could be the T-shirt of the, the century um, yeah. when that comes out. Who, who helped you with that design? That's brilliant. Uh, I think Brandon's got to take a lot of credit for it. Um, we sort of like, we, you never really know. I don't think we've ever, ever gone into an album knowing what we even want from the image that's going to represent that bulk of music. But obviously the title's People Like Me and You, so we wanted to try and base it on that. And as a record, to be honest, it's very, it is, it's only now it's finished and you can listen to it as like a, a body of work. It, it does feel like, it's inclusive and it and, and we want to make this record all about the fan you always do but this one i feel like we've got a good opportunity to really make it about the fans we had people we've had us fans singing on um on on that track people like me and you um look like loads of fans we even got what's called Ro romesh is it the mm -hmm. comedian he's on it That's um, brilliant. yeah like we wanted to make it about the fans and, and the artwork it's got to go hand in hand with that. It's got to represent the thing. And I think the only thing that we're clear this time around really is we wanted, we wanted to be a little bit bolder, not just in the music, but like the artwork as well. So we wanted to like keep things minimal uh, and stand out and, and do some things we've never done. Like just, just even the title downside. And we're constantly trying to just try and tick boxes off where if we've done it before, not too interested in like just trying to do it again and yeah does it feel more of a statement to you this album than it just feels super fresh to me yeah. like as soon as you see it, it's just like bang bright yellow one image to focus on and then and, and the music this time around i think we've we've ticked a few boxes off we've we've sort of like tried to if it's a banger like sirens just aim for that and don't compromise and then it there's some there's like a slower tune on the album uh face the music there's there's honestly there's there's something for everyone which again goes back to the title so i just want to make it about the fans i was just talking to another band just before we came on and talked to you today um called small talk who are just starting off on their career but they i was asking um men from that band about the guitar scene in the uk at the moment it's tremendous isn't it i mean i've there's 
I think a lot of young bands have never been so excited about the fact that there's this this scene that's coming through where everybody seems to be championing each other and really wanting everybody to kind of progress at the same rate. It's, you know, it this isn't like the 90s where, you know, Blur were at Oasis's throat and vice versa, etc. This this there seems to be a genuine love between people for seeing people succeed. Do you feel that? I think so, yeah. I mean, we've always been We've always, if you if you look back over the years, we've always done that anyway. Like champion, well, not not even champion, but try and like even on even the exposure we've got. We're not the biggest band in the world, but we still try and help the bands underneath us because we always had bands helping us. Whether it were like I don't know, the enemy, they they did us like his first to put to pull, support support and um, yeah, we've always had people help us. So we always said like once we reach. The next stage we'll try and and try and bring each other up and y- you need it i think everyone's getting a little bit sick of just the the music that's at the top at the minute it's just starting to get a little bit boring like it's nice to have a change get some guitar bands back in charts do you think uh, do you think people are getting a little bit sick of celebrity as well <laughs> celebrity celebrity yeah i don't know it's it's all just getting a little bit. I think everybody's getting a bit carried away. Maybe yeah. There's, it's all just a bit weird these days. I find like you've got people who are famous for being famous, mm. not really doing anything, and then you've just got a lot of. I sound like I'm ranting now, but like yeah, it's just. Oh no, don't! My wife, my wife rants about it on a regular basis. You know, you watch a TV program and it's like, here are some famous people, and there'll be one or two people that you actually know. And that have actually done something, and then you know, well, this one's famous for this reality TV show and this reality, and it's like, well, you know, <laughs> what? Uh, it's very, uh, it's very diluted. Even with like, I don't know, like even pop music, ten years, ten years ago or whatever. At least you had like some standout names, like I don't know, Rihanna and these big artists. At many, I can, I can tell you, who sings one song to the next. No. It all sounds the same. Now, listen, I'm co- I'm coming to see you in Bristol. You coming to see us in Bristol? I'm coming to see you in Bristol. Nice one. Later in the year. <laughs> what what will people expect from this tour? Anything different from previous tours? Well, you'll have a lot of new other, other than this album. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, to be honest with you, we're always we're always striving to get. That is something we're trying to work on all the time, trying to get us live shows sounding as good as we can and i feel like we're playing well or we walk we we walk up until christmas we, we've had a little break since then but yeah i feel like the band's playing better than ever uh we're in practice room tomorrow actually this first proper meetup um after christmas and new year so yeah we're gonna start getting back back in rehearsal room start learning these new tunes and uh, yeah people are in for a for a treat in october november we're gonna uh because it's to be honest with you, it's the only like proper bulky UK dates we're doing. Um, we we might play one or two festivals, but if anybody wants to see us in UK this year, it's on that tour, October, November. There's it's pretty much there's like a handful of tickets for most of the dates. Sheffield's literally about to go. So uh, it seems yeah. like a long time to, away now, doesn't it, October? But I suppose it will soon come round. <laughs> 
<laughs> it always does, mate. Yeah, like even even um, his third album were only released. Third, yeah, his third album were only. Re- <laughs> it's because I'm always like one or if not going on two albums in front. His third album were released only January last year, and it, that has absolutely fallen. Uh, this one's out in August. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm doing today, really, trying to get a bunch of songs ready for next and then try and get back in studio. That's I think that's his, his New Year's resol- resolution, just trying to be more proactive, constantly getting in studio. As soon as we've got songs, record them, and we want to try and keep it a bit of a conveyor belt, a musical musical. Well, I think that's really good advice for any musician, really, which is to constantly write, you know. Uh, I remember watching uh, an interview with Paul Weller and Duffy (laughs) one time, which was a weird combination. But, you know, he he was asked to give Duffy what piece of advice would you give Duffy as a a young artist? And he said, just keep writing, keep writing, 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 writing. I, I mean... And Paul Weller is a great example of someone that has just not stopped writing music, you know. And I think it's important because it's a I think people forget at the end of the day, it's, it's a it's an art. Yeah. Writing a good song is an art. And if you if you're not practicing it, it's it's not gonna work, you know. And I I think actually that's been the problem with some artists, hasn't it? Um, out there, which is that actually they kind of sat on their laurels a little bit. They've done an album and then they've waited sort of four and a half years or whatever before the next album comes out or whatever. If you know, yeah, no, I, I agree. And speaking of people who could do that, Weller's at the top of the list who could do that. Like even just from early days in Jam, he could sit back now and still be regarded as like a top class songwriter. But he's done the complete opposite and just kept on. He's like churning out Jeffin an album a year, two albums a year is absolutely relentless. But yeah, it's like you say, it's, it's art. And at his age, and he's obviously wealthy. He's not doing it for money. He's, same as like Rolling Stones and all these great bands, that they're doing it because they love it and they can't help but do it. Like, well, there's no else to do for them. So they might as well just keep writing, writing, writing. Yeah, no, it's it's right. In terms of in terms of the band, how, how's the band feeling at this moment? I mean, I, I, I'm hearing from you. Are, are, are the band feeling closer together than ever before? Are you are you you know are you excited? Do you do you believe that this album could get to number one? We've just had an independent album get to to number one. Could could this album do, do it for you? I think the the spirit's right at the moment for for a guitar another guitar band to to get through. I think yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I'm biased, so people are going to be <laughs> people. I, I think it's his best record yet, to be honest. I feel, I feel like with your first album, I said this in an, in another interview. Your first album sort of is what it is. It's like a bunch of songs that you've had, you've lived depends, with for a while. Yeah, well, it depends. Depends if your band takes off straight away. Like we had on our first album, we had them songs for for ages, like. We started in 2010, probably wrote his first song in 2012, 13-ish. Chasing Shadows were like one of the first songs we ever had. Mm. And I think that album came out in 2017, I think. So that's, so we had them songs for four years. Now we'd be lucky to have these songs for two years, maximum, to be honest. So, um, 
yeah, do I think it can go number one? Hundred percent. You've just seen it with ratings. They've got no label, no backing in terms of like these big, massive labels pumping money. They're just a prime example of the fans getting behind what you're doing, which is exactly we're in the same boat with our last album. We got a top ten with that, um, and yeah, but it probably would have been higher. Um, but obviously, circumstances we meet uh, meatloaf. God rest his soul. Yeah, he, he took um, he took a few spots in top ten that that week for us. But we yeah we we got a, a comfortable top ten the last time around. Um, but it, it depends it depends what's coming out that week. I mean, if you've got Ed Sheeran, Rihanna, Coldplay, and all big hitters, um, you're gonna be you're gonna be telling. But well, yeah, I, I reckon we could get as first number one. People get behind it. I'd love to see that happen. I'd really love to see that happen. Do you enjoy the interaction with the fans on social media, etc.? Do you enjoy all of that? Love it, yeah. To be honest with you, it's like we, we're at a stage where, like I mentioned, Paul Weller and Rolling Stones and all these people are financially comfortable doing it for the pure love. We're doing it for the pure love, but we've still got a massive hunger a massive fire in his bellies to like get to where they are. So we're just enjoying it. Like we, we're doing it for for different reasons. We're doing it because we need to do it, but we also love doing it. So that, I feel like that pressure. We're not playing at it, if you know what I mean. We we take it serious. Like every song we put forward or put out and stick on an album, it it can't. We can't afford to just have a bad album where. There's a lead single, but rest of the album's just a bag of balls. Like the album needs to be as best stuff, which is what we've well, we've, what we've done every album, but this one especially, we've we really like filtered down what we're putting on it, and not stuck too many tracks on it. I think there's ten tracks and a couple of uh, interludes and stuff like that. But yeah, we're uh, we're taking it serious. We I was talking in the previous interview about the. You know the the cost of going to gigs now. Uh, you know some gigs are utterly ridiculous in terms of money. You 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 know you could actually go to Ibiza for a week or whatever <laughs> for the price of going to some of these superstar gigs. You know you're you're still touring at, at you know what is a reasonable price, etc. You you could literally go and see your whole tour and still have change for you know one ticket at some of these silly silly price gigs. You know, do you think that, in a way, that's part of the opportunity as well? You know, people ha- on the streets haven't got so much money these days. You know, why not check out some fresh music that's, that you know, and actually come away with your favourite, your new favourite band, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it is getting silly, to be honest. It's, I mean, I, I booked a couple of gigs last year, but and there were slightly more than I thought, but um, I don't know. It's, it's one of them, and it's like, where, where does it stop? If, if tickets keep on going up and up, just because they can. I mean, you've seen some people, uh, Paul Eaton, for example, I saw a little clip with him where he's he's not he's done the opposite. He's capped his tickets because he knows it's it's just getting silly. Like, I mean, I, 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 I actually honest, like Paul. 
I like Paul Heaton's uh, philosophy or not. He actually puts drinks behind the bar for people that go to some of his gigs, which I think is brilliant. You yeah. know. But like I said, um, there's there's plenty of good bands out there where you, you're paying a fraction. You might pay 20 quid, say, if it's an old two Academy show. That's per I mean, for me, gigs can get too big as well, personally. I mean, if I were on stage... It don't really matter. Like, I want to play the, the biggest gigs possible. But, like, I went to an arena gig last year and it were almost a bit too. There is something special about these two, two and a half thousand sort of cap venues. Oh, from one and a half to two and a half, three thousand. Where yeah. you feel you can actually see people in the crowd that you, you, you've recognized from yeah. conversations or whatever. And, you know, you're maintaining it, family, as it, as it were. Yeah, it's like. It's, <sighs> I don't know. It, it, it's down to your preference, I suppose. I watched Jamie T last. He's not somebody who wore an expensive ticket, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, I watched, watched Jamie T at Victoria Warehouse last last year, back end of last year. That was one of the best gigs I've been to. I think it was like 3,000 cap. I think we played it before, back like a few years back. And that's that's a prime example of like a big room holds a, a, a good amount of people, but it's still it still felt intimate and like, like I said, one of the best kids I've been to, like you could see all the crowd um, and it was just a good vibe. It weren't, it weren't too big. Well, look, I think what's quite interesting is that we're actually seeing some new venues of that kind of size open, you know, um, recently I've seen like the fire station up in Sunderland. That's, that's opened up as a gig venue. You know, I think, you know, the kind of venue that people are looking for is that kind of, you know, small to, to mid-sized venue, which has got that kind of feel to it. It's not too expensive to go to. You can go out on a regular basis. You can see a mixture of music because actually that's what people are listening to now. You know, I think more than ever before, people are listening to variation you know, you know, whereas once upon a time it was like, oh, I was into that kind of music. Address that particular way. Yeah, you've probably got people that come to your gigs that also listen to, I don't know, <laughs> something completely different. You know, and and that's and that's absolutely fine, isn't it? I mean, you 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 don't care about that. What you care about is that whilst they're there, they enjoy your music. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I can remember talking to my dad a few months back, and he were on about like you just said. I think when he was slightly younger and just like doing music scene a bit more, it was, it was much more black and white. Like this is punk. This is like Scar or whatever. Or, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. genres that were it. Whereas Goths. now you get like sub genres, yeah. fusion, <laughs> a fusion of different stuff, which is, which is sound like there's going to be, there's going to be people who watch our bands, uh, our band who are watching other bands and, it all feeds into each other, I think. So long as people are coming, having a good time. We've got someone that's just tuned in from Canada. There you go. Um, well, you know, if if anyone promoter wants to get these guys over to Canada, they'd be more than happy to fly over to Toronto or somewhere like that for a gig. Toronto's meant to be brilliant for gigs, by the way. Yeah, Listen, we, we played it a few years back, actually. We played Did you? Toronto and is it Montreal? Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, yeah, we, we did that. Just 
at the end, the end or the start of this big US tour, and it literally went, played every single place in US, pretty much. Crazy, isn't it? My friend. We were here for like a month, driving like eight hours a day from one place to the next. It was <laughs> tough, it would be, you know. Well, it makes you, it makes you realise how small somewhere like the UK is when you I get know. to get to America. You know, it's, yeah. it's suddenly it's like well, driving from one state to another is the same as driving the whole length of this country, and it's like, well, you know, incredibly frightening. Listen, I, I thank you so much for doing this, giving up your time today. No, I'm uh, we, I, I hope that you know, um, get to say hello when uh, when you come to Bristol. Yeah. I will be I will be there at the front. So uh, <laughs> I'll make sure of it. Um and I'll I'll make sure I, I come and say hello. But you know, if people haven't checked out your music, which I can't believe that they if they haven't, but the best place to go is Sherlock's have got their own website. Do go there. And at the moment you can pre-order the album. Do it. Pre-order it. Um there's a t-shirt on offer as well. There's uh different versions of the album even a, a picture disc version of the album as well which is which is tremendous so and and i think there's you can get a bonus cd as well and the whole lot signed so look go and fill your boots buy it for someone else for for christmas as an early christmas present um and uh and then you know everybody will be happy and we, let's get that album to number one here my friend thanks so much for joining me today no cheers buddy enjoy and, it uh, I'll come and I'll, I'll see you soon when when yeah. you when you get on the road. This has yeah. been my music with a whole day's worth of music today. Thanks to Kieran from the Sherlock's. Check their music out. Bye for now. <laughs>